In the late autumn, John married Ursula March. He was twenty-one, and she eighteen. They were very young, too young, perhaps, prudent folk might say. And yet sometimes I think a double blessing falls on unions like this. A right and holy marriage, a true love marriage, be it early or late, is, must be, sanctified and happy. Yet those have the best chance of happiness, who, meeting on the very threshold of life, enter upon its duties together, with free, fresh hearts, easily moulded the one to the other, rich in all the riches of youth, acute to enjoy, brave and hopeful to endure. Such were these two. God bless them. They were married quite privately, neither of any near kindred. Besides, John held strongly the opinion that so solemn a festival as marriage is only desecrated by outward show. And so, one golden autumn morning, Ursula walked quietly up the Abbey Isle in her plain white muslin gown, and John and she plighted their faithful vows, no one being present except the Jessops and I. They then went away for a brief holiday, went away without either pomp or tears, entirely happy, husband and wife together. When I came home and said what had happened, my good father seemed a little surprised. He'd expressly desired not to be told anything of the wedding till all was over. He hated marriages. But since it's done, maybe tis as well, said he grimly. She seems a kindly young thing, wise even, for a woman. And pleasant too, father. Aye, but favour's deceitful and beauty vain. So, the lad's gone. And he looked round, as if missing John, who had lived in our house ever since his illness. I thought as much when he bade me good night and asked me leave to take a journey. So, he's married and gone. Uh, Come, Phineas, sit thee down by the old father. I'm glad thee will always remain a bachelor. We settled ourselves, my father and I, and while the old man smoked his meditative pipe, I sat thinking of the winter evenings when we two lads had read by the fireside, the summer days when we had lounged on the garden wall, He was a married man now, the head of an household. Others had a right, the first, best, holiest right, to the love that used to be all mine. And though it was a marriage entirely happy and hopeful, though all that day and every day I rejoiced both with and for my brother, still it was rather sad to miss him from our house, to feel that his boyish days were quite over that his boyish place should know him no more.